We're the Nada Grande Boys. I'm Rodney Wood. And I'm Kyle Jackson. Welcome to the Nada Grande Outdoors podcast where we hunt it forward. We are back and better than ever. Kyle Jackson. Rodney Wood. We are here once again with Emily and Adrian, uh, last year's Hunt It Forward, Hunt it forward participants. <laughs> Welcome. Thank you. Glad to have you all back. Awesome to see you guys. We, uh, we came over, Emily uh, invited us over to share the spoils of last year's hunt. Yes. We had some absolutely delicious uh, speed goat tacos. Speed goat tacos. I make you fast. Right? <laughs> like PF Flyers. Like PF Guaranteed Lions. to make Guaranteed. you run faster, jump higher. That's right. <laughs> Name that movie. Uh, that Sandlot. Yeah. Easy. Hey. Easy. Easy. She's in on it. Right. Adrian's got, Good job. got a jump on it. Good job. I like it. I like it. But awesome, awesome tacos uh, with some new friends. That was awesome. That was really yes. cool. Yes. Um, and uh, we got. Actually, before we get too far into this, we want to remind you guys. The draw deadline, that's what this is going to be about. But yes. the draw deadline is coming up. Yeah, it's coming up uh, March 20th. March 20th. March 20th. Can verif- you verify that for me. You, you got the proclamation yes, right it there. it says March 20th. March 20th. And then okay. we have to wait a month. Yes. Yeah, then we have to wait hey, a long time. Don't feel too bad. It used to be like almost three months. You yeah. wouldn't get your results until June. Yeah, they, yeah. they have definitely sped it up quite a bit. It used to, used to you have to fill out a paper application. Send it Mail in. it in with your check. Oh. And, if anything was, check. and if anything was incorrect, and then you wait. Yeah, you were out. kicked out. Like your so. name being incorrect. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> out, 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 out. But no, it, it's you know they've gotten a lot better. They get the results. You know sometimes they put them out early. Oh. It's happened. Don't expect it anymore because they've shortened that wait time down. They, probably as much. They've as got they it down pretty pat. I mean they. The, the first couple of years, they, they were real liberal on when they thought the draw would come out. Yeah. Uh, and then when it came out early, everybody was happy. Well, not necessarily, because what they would do is, is, and this know, is they would, they would, it would come out early, like a week early or two weeks early. And then the next year, it wouldn't come out, and they would have all people, all kinds of people calling and being like, why aren't the draw results out? Because it's not due for another two weeks. Yeah, but they were out early last year. So I think that kind of, you know what, we're going to release it on the date, and the date's the date. Pretty much. No more early date. That's a guess, but it sounds plausible. It sounds convincing. Yeah, sure. <laughs> we'll go with that. Um, what were you going to talk about? We're going to talk about... No, what were you? You were saying something. No, I was saying that uh, the draw oh, deadline okay. is coming up. Yeah. March 20th by 5 p.m. Don't... Wait till the last minute because inevitably what happens is it crashes the system. Yes. Because everybody gets on at the last minute and they're trying to put in their application. Yes. And it slows. Remember, remember, folks, we're in New Mexico. Land of manana. Our our, uh, internet infrastructure is not great. Mm -hmm. So uh, it... It has a real tendency to crash the system when you get that many users trying to do that much stuff at the same time. So don't be one of those people. Get it in now. Everybody, everybody and their dog goes to checking I'm the. Pretty sure, dogs can't hunt. Hunting with dogs is absolutely legal in the Mexico. It is, but the dog can't hunt. They hunt bear all the time. They chase. They can't they check. They hunt. can't. They can't check their drawing results online. But they can hunt. They can't even. Everybody them. and their shut up, Kyle. No, what you're going to do? Shut your mouth when you're talking. You're going to have these guys putting their dogs in for hunts. Like <laughs> false voting. That's going listen. On if I could figure out a way to apply for a hunt with my dog, I'd have a pack. Yep. Um, <laughs> quit squirreling me. Uh. Everybody and their dog is going to be checking the draw results when they come out on what's the date for that, Emily? Uh, April 24th. April 24th. And you can call, too. It's not just online. Yeah, and I'm sure that the department loves that day. But everybody checks their results online 
right up until the system crashes because everybody's checking their results. Um, gets real fun. Which really all they have to do is check their bank account. No, or card. it doesn't work that way anymore because it hits your it hits your oh, right. account now. It used to used to ah, that. So we, that there used to be all kinds of loopholes, right? So you used to. They would take the money out like two days before, so you would knew you drew something. You didn't know what you drew, but you know if your if your bank account got hit, then you knew you drew something. Now that went away, and I have a theory on why it went away. Oh, do um, tell. Yeah, let's hear your theories. So, used to you would only have to pay the application fee up front. You yep. didn't have to pay the license fee, the tag fee, until you drew the tag. My theory is there was a lot of jackasses that applied for everything and when the draw happened they didn't have enough money and so they drew these tags and then the department's calling them up <coughs> and saying hey we don't have uh you don't have any funds in your account and we need to charge your account because you drew these tags um and so you would see that charge at your account but now that's went away you have to pay up front i don't mind uh, if you don't draw out, you get the money back. Now, there's a back door because some accounts are faster than others. And you may see that money refunded into your account. And then, you know, you didn't draw. Yes. And that's a bummer. That's that's the downside of it. Right. But for the most part, there's no real loopholes anymore. We, no. we used to be able to come up I'm with gonna, a loophole. I'm going to tell you a funny story because uh, I had a, a friend who was a mechanic in Simmerum. And one... So, occasionally, on a rare occasion, they've kind of got the kinks out now, but on mm -hmm. occasion, they used to run a mock draw. Mm-hmm. They did that last year. They did that last year. And um, Dedon thought we drew. Yeah. They do a mock draw, and it'll kind of show up on your account if you're kind of watching it. Uh, and a couple of years ago, my mechanic friend had put in for Bighorn Sheep, and they did the mock draw, and it popped up that he had drawn a bighorn sheep tag and he was so happy until about an hour later when it disappeared. Yep. And I, it, you know, had to explain to him, yeah, they do a mock draw. He was extremely disappointed. Yeah, because he got the tag in the mock draw, but he did not get he it in the real draw. He did not get draw. it in the real draw. And that'll break your heart. <laughs> yeah, that, that would be a, that, especially for a bighorn sheep tag. That's a coveted tag. Yeah. But yeah, that would break your heart. He um, called me all excited. I had to, I had to, Burst his bubble. Yeah. yeah, I didn't even ask you last year. Usually, I'm pestering you. You're always pestering. Uh, do we draw a tag? Do we draw a tag? But um, last year, I didn't even call you. I just waited it out. Didn't even look online. Just waited. It was hard. It was very hard because yeah. I was like sitting at the computer going, "I want to look." It's like Christmas. Want to just peek in the wrapper, but can't do it. Can't do it. So. That's what we did today. Um, we're we're kind of on the second half of the Hunt It Forward initiative with Adrian and, and, and Emily. And that was hard to get out. What, which part, Adrian and Emily? Yeah, saying it together like that. But yeah, that was... that was, did uh, that on purpose. But the second part... Second part. The second part of the Hunt It Forward initiative where we're now taking them through the proclamation, um, you know, teaching them how to, how to not how we're, to read, but how to, we're how to them, navigate We're helping the them exercise their, their rights as public landowners. Yes, yes. Um, got them put in for some hunts. Um, not going to tell which, but got them put in for some hunts so they can, um, you know, start their... their uh, we can talk a little bit about it. So what did you guys want to hunt this year? Elk. Elk. Yes. Yeah. And so, uh, um, certain circumstances uh, dictated that you guys are looking for, an, this year at least, looking for an antlerless tag. And so, mm -hmm. uh, able to find them some, some decent drawing opportunities yes. uh, using the, kind of the way that we do it. And yep. we, we talked about that in a former podcast. If you missed that, go back and check it out. Um, kind of our draw step strategy we we're helping them through that and uh we are really excited hoping everybody send good vibes we just really hope they draw a tag yeah yeah send your positive thoughts their way um 
I'd really like to see them be successful in drawing out this year. This is um, their first ever time putting in for the draw, so yeah, let yeah, let's everybody think good thoughts. Yes, yeah, positive reinforcement for Adrian and Emily and their draw success. Now, what made you guys want to hunt elk? I'll say the delicious factor. <laughs> the delicious factor. That's I'm going to fault you for that one. Right? I agree wholeheartedly. Right? I don't really care, so I let Adrian pick. Just want to go hunting? Yes. Yeah, and I think the dates kind of, the dates we were looking at worked well with yeah, that too. Yeah, and it's interesting, and I won't get into it, but it's interesting the factors that go into when and where you're going to hunt. Um, and every year that's going to change. You know, last year we had some... I've, I've documented the crap out of this throughout our podcast. You made it very clear. <laughs> Last year we had some interesting uh, scenarios, you know, with with Kyle and and his wife um, expecting a baby right in the middle of hunting season, and that's all Kyle's fault. Um, yeah, I've I've gotten uh, countless memes. <laughs> I mean, if you've been on social media, you've seen them floating around. It's Valentine's Day. Be careful what you do because deer season is in nine months. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Countless, endless stream of those memes coming to my social media account because of this guy over here. Right. Yeah. I, I've I've sent them <laughs> and all. Dion. Yeah, and Dion. And Dion. Well, I mean, he doesn't have any room to freaking talk. It, 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 yeah. Yeah. But it was, you know... It, it was an interesting, um, situation. Interesting dynamic, yeah. Yeah, because it, it kind of has to, we kind of had to change our strategy a little bit. Maybe, mm-hmm. maybe not the strategy, but the location. The location. Uh, we had to put in for some frame, hunts. All that stuff. Yeah, we had to put in some hunts in some areas that we typically wouldn't have or in some, um, you know, some hunt dates that we typically, you know, we don't typically hunt rifle and everything that we put in for was rifle last year. Turns out that bit us in the butt. Yeah, bit me well, in the butt. I don't know. I got a I got a good deer. Um, you did, but I got to hunt about thirty minutes. Thirty minutes. Well, you get we get to hunt elk one day with this. I tell hunt elk one day, and I got to hunt about an hour for deer. My wife yeah. doesn't even know doesn't even know about that. That's that's, that's about all I hunted for deer. Yeah. <laughs> she actually saw one. Got to shoot. Got one. <laughs> uh, but, but yeah, so it's interesting, and you know, y'all will learn that throughout, you know, throughout your lifespan of, of hunting and applying for hunts, the, the different factors that going and go into choosing when and where you want to apply for a hunt. So it's pretty cool, pretty cool dynamic and interesting stuff to learn, and y'all just taking the first step tonight. <laughs> and so let's talk about that a little bit. Um, you know, last year we went on the antelope hunt, which you know, may not have been your, your first choice of an, of, of an animal to hunt, but it turned out to be a very good hunt. Um, we had a lot of fun, learned a lot. Uh, we learned a lot as well as y'all. And, and now how is that, you know, how has that affected, you know, tell us, tell us about that. So it's been a while since we've talked, you know, have y'all enjoyed that? Is it, as it, have you thought about it a lot? Has it, you know, kind of resonated and into what's going to happen, you know, with your draw and your hunts next year. What's your thoughts? Um, so, yeah, definitely. Um, just, like, reaping the benefits, like, mm-hmm. having the meat and everything, and just thinking about um, the future planning with it and just being outdoors and, like, thinking about it, too. Like, it's mm-hmm. more a thought process in my mind um, than ever before. Yeah, you had, you've had so, a taste of it now yeah. and... Cool. You have any antelope meat left? Oh yes. Yeah. <laughs> Usually antelope goes goes pretty quick because they're pretty small, but mm-hmm. but Emily was hoarding it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So She's it took like, me a it's while. Mine. It's I my know. Precious. I was. I gave away some of it, and I like I've been bringing it over to friends' houses as like special treats. But lately, so yeah, for a long time, I was just I have to save this. Right. I don't know if I'll get one next year. That, um. That's uh. That's a thought. Yeah. It goes into it, definitely. But recently, I've been, like, the past several weeks, actually, I've been eating more, which has been fun, and that's been nice. Like, um, I've never been good at, like, cooking steaks, so I've been getting into that more, and, like, it's also nice having the ground. Right. And eat. and to remind you guys, this is coming from, from a girl who is cont- contemplating veganism. 
Well, maybe not veganism. Oh, okay. But... Uh, vegetarianism, I guess we could go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so. If I couldn't do the hunt, I was contemplating. Contemplating. Right. Yeah. Thank goodness we've converted brought her back from the brink yeah what's uh what's your what's your favorite what's some of the stuff that you've cooked your favorite meal or that you've used the antelope for Mm, so twice i've done like steak with um i think once was with green beans and once was asparagus and then i did gnocchi with pesto yeah i think that was good now you're getting interesting right yeah yeah how about you what? I haven't done anything too exciting. I just uh, have used it the same way I've used um, meat before. But I've had a lot of morning sickness that kind of killed my desire to have meat. So I couldn't eat meat for a couple months. So that's kind of why I haven't um, went through all of it. it. But right. I've gotten better in the last month. And what I've been using it for is just like ground beef or ground um, antelope and potatoes. And, oh, nice. Nice. And just like in the tacos staples. and stuff. Yeah. yeah. So I, I haven't done anything exotic, and, but now that I'm more capable, I'm gonna. You've got a good cookbook for trying some yeah. exotic mm-hmm. stuff. I'm. I have a bad habit of going. I grew up. I grew up on wild game, oryx, elk, deer. Went a ton of it, and then ninety percent of the time, it was cooked like like steak fingers. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have a bad habit of grabbing a package of meat and just. You know, frying up some steak fingers, some mashed potatoes, good gravy. Yeah. Love it. Um, tacos is becoming a theme. Tacos. Mm-hmm. Uh, when we first harvested the antelope, we had uh, street tacos. We took the back straps and had those street tacos, and that was oh my gosh. That was and and, and mm-hmm. which was again, we talk about everybody kind of learning. You know, I grew up. Um, with antelope as kind of a bad name in in meat because everybody had always said oh it's no good and everybody need to learn how to cook yeah exactly that's pretty <laughs> much what it was they just didn't know how to cook it or they they didn't uh take proper care in taking care of the meat when it was harvested or whatever mm-hmm. and when we had those those back straps i was like i don't even know what they're talking about there's no game taste to it it no. was just absolutely delicious. delicious and the same thing for tonight you know uh, we had the back straps kind of cut thin for the street tacos uh, whenever we took harvested those antelope, and then tonight we had the ground antelope, and it it was delicious. Same thing. Delicious. It was delicious. Uh, um, no the, gaminess to it. No, it was absolutely delicious. No, it, it, it was. It was fantastic, and she cooked. She prepared. Uh, we had interesting um, toppings for it, and it was really good. Mm-hmm. Um, the yeah the squash and the zucchini which I love squash and zucchini and I've never thought of putting it on a taco and it was delicious yeah so very peppers good. And the, peppers the purple sweet potatoes I've yeah. never had sweet potatoes on a taco and it I all just worked really good I didn't try the sweet potatoes I had the regular potatoes on there they were delicious yeah um, very good very good meal so glad to see that y'all are enjoying um, enjoying the fruits of y'all's hunts last year that's that's really what it's all about you know uh when you are successful is being able to bring that home and feed your family with it it's pretty yeah. cool. really enjoying that emily is sharing that yeah that's cool yes yeah it's that's that's really cool it she makes eating more that. fun i don't know yeah it does it's like, well, yeah, like yeah. i'm really it, a part of this meal like, yeah there's a story yeah. to it you yeah. know every time you eat it you get to share that story and and you know even if you don't share the story you can just be like you know yeah this is the antelope that i harvested oh yeah and that's that's really cool mm-hmm. uh it's a big part of it a fun part of it you know yeah. so you can't do that with a you know hamburger from walmart mm-hmm. there's yeah. no story there yeah and well, then we had a, we had a couple friends that we you know mentioned uh, a couple of I guess both Emily and Adrian's friends over for for the meal, and having that antelope um, gave us all a chance to talk about. It gave us a, a common subject to talk about, mm-hmm. um, which was just really neat, and it, it breaks down those barriers between people. You got a story to to tell about some delicious food that you're eating and mm-hmm. that's just really uh, a cool part about hunting and harvesting your own meat that that, that uh, a lot of people don't think about yeah and and what, what's the word I'm looking for here not 
Not sim- having, having having Albuquerque. <laughs> Albuquerque. Took him carry. I can do it too. <laughs> so You're looking no, for a word. I give you a word. I don't know what you want for me. I mean, seriously. Common ground. Uh, you know, things in yes. common. I mean, uh, it it can bring people of all walks of life together um, on a on a common subject that. You know, and so that's that was pretty cool. We had we were able to sit down and have conversation with people that we never met before, um, on subjects that were definitely important to us and may or may may not be important to them. But uh, it still gives you good. Uh, um, well, and, and so never met before, and given the just the natural course of life probably would not have run into or become friends with uh, in, in the natural course of how things go because um, everybody's kind of got a circle that they run in and, and, and um, where we live mm-hmm. that type of thing uh, not to say that, that it would never happen but just the not a probably not a common occurrence uh, for us you know, being from the country and them being from where they were from to yeah. be in this situation, and and that's what brought it about. And that, yeah, and that's so cool. And that's that's the power of hunting and the power of the outdoors is it can bring a lot of people together when we choose to have open minds and and be able to listen to other people's ideas about it. So it's pretty cool. Yeah, very good. Got a possible another hunt it forward candidate. Yeah, I'm very excited about that. Um, you know, last year was such a success. We're still crossing our fingers for this year because <laughs> they've got they've got some pretty serious standards to live up to uh, <laughs> after last year. We got the rock stars leading the way, right? Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, so yeah, and they just proved it again by exactly. bringing in another possible candidate. So that's really cool. Um, I mean, we couldn't we couldn't ask it to go any better. That our our hunter forward our very first hunter forward candidates, right. uh, not even not even a year into this hunter forward trip that they're taking, are now reaching out and have created another opportunity. Right. I mean, you couldn't write it any better. No, that's and that the, wasn't even the intention. I didn't even exactly, like, think about it until so he cool. was like sitting there. I'm like, oh, Ryan. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah, and so that's that's really cool. And if it works out, especially because we were really wanting a guy, um, um, you know, we took we took you two last year, and we have we have one um, for sure. Um, we've chosen we have, one, we've chosen one, one from participant our, this year uh, from our pool of applicants, and uh, her name is Shay. She's got some questions for you for for y'all that we will ask here after a little bit. Um, but we hadn't announced it until now. So um, Shay is going to be um, this year's first Hunt It Forward participant. Um, and Ryan. 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 Uh, Why are you <laughs> <laughs> he won't hear it. Right? Yeah. He has a good, he has a very good <laughs> chance to be um, uh, the, the second. Yes. Um, so if you, if you listeners, if you know anybody that's interested, man, it's a great opportunity. So um, send in some applications or some interest. Let us know. Yeah. Because um, we're always looking for more that we can take. So definitely do that. Definitely. Uh, went down, chased a squirrel quite far that time. Coming back to... The, we need to go scroll on. Yeah, apparently so. We have got to get it out of our system. Apparently so. Uh, coming back to the draw process. Um, so that was the second part of the hunt forward. Uh, walked you guys through the proclamation. Um, we we have, we've become so familiar with proclamation; it's almost second nature to us. We know where to look for stuff. Um, what's you guys' first impression of it? Because that that, that was kind of the <laughs> the uh, initiating factor in the hunt forward is how daunting it is for somebody to get into hunting. Um, 
now that you actually were going through that process, what you know, what are you guys thinking? Uh, yeah, walk us through that. Um, well, I actually I've read through it in the past before any of this ever happened, and um, it's it was like a foreign language kind of <laughs> right I read through it I was like I have no idea what just happened <laughs> I blacked out I don't know what happened <laughs> but um, no it was good to go through step by step and, mm-hmm. and see those things and then the the um, the unit layouts with the draws and everything that's kind of intimidating because you're looking at that going you know am I going to draw yeah um, what, what, so so much yeah and dates and all that um so it was really good to go through all of that and i feel way more comfortable with understanding the numbers and stuff and still not like um, that's the excel sheet that you mm-hmm. guys talked about that the drawing gives odds. You the, um, odds that's good to know too because um i didn't really know that was there so yeah it, so it's a big two together. it's a big tool it's a big tool there's also um there's also what they call the harvest reports and um, we didn't we didn't show y'all we can show you all that here in a little bit but we didn't show you all that earlier um, and it has on it it's it's two years behind so the drawing odds report that you read that's from last year mm-hmm. and the harvest report is from two years ago and what that is is all the success rates in all of the units for all of the hunts and it's another big tool because you may be looking for um, an area with high success rates, you know. So there's that's a lot of different things to weigh, and you got to figure out what your priorities are, what what your reasons for how you put your hunts in, you know, with your three choices, you know, be it geograph- geographical location, um, access. Weapon type, weapon type um, hunt dates, um, all of those factors, and and so like the way we structured your y'all's applications were basically by areas where you don't have to camp, and then we also looked at hunt dates, and so we looked took those two factors and come up with three hunts that had three separate um, percentages of draw success. And then we basically just staggered them from hardest to draw to easiest to draw. Uh, The hardest to draw being first choice and then on down the line. Um, And because of those two factors, we really, especially with you guys, weren't looking... That's I think that's why we didn't go through the harvest report with you guys prior to that is because we're not really looking at um, your success. What we're looking at is for the opportunity for you guys to go yes. hunt, yep. and so we're focused more on the draw uh, data versus yeah. the harvest data. Now, now you know, and and another factor with that is there they were antlerless hunts. Um, and the success rate tends to be pretty high mm-hmm. for most of those hunts anyway. Um, what the state average across the board is what, 23%? 23%. So uh, these antlerless hunts are all going to be much bigger than that. Um, but it is a factor, and we'll show you all that because it is a factor. Like if you're in a meat crisis, crisis like a broken freezer over here, That's me. Uh, then you know you may want to, that may be one of the factors in, in why you choose that hunt. He may, you know, we're not going <laughs> to. But you may decide, I need to go on a cow hunt in, in a place that's easy to draw and easy to kill. And you got to put the, take those two pieces of information, your, draw, your, your success rate for draw and your harvest report data, a high success in harvest and a high success in draw, Yep, and, that's and that's and that may determine where you hunt, or you may decide, you know what, I don't want to drive more than fifty miles to hunt, and that's going to determine. So there's a lot of different factors that play into, and you have to each person has to weigh which factors are more important to them, and then that's how you structure your application. So, 
y'all got a many and many years before you really get dialed in because I've been doing this for a long time and it we've we've been struggling this year on on some hunt choices ourselves well, not terribly struggling we just mm, can't make up our minds can't make up our minds <laughs> um, Emily never having seen that before uh, what are your thoughts on it the proclamation in that well I feel like if someone just handed me this um, I would never would have gone hunting like, hey, this is what you have to do to go hunting I wouldn't know how to do it so like it's really great having um, you guys walk us through it even the whole like well you, your number one choice should be the lowest odds like mm-hmm. even that kind of um, thinking behind it so. yeah and also remember that that's just kind of how we do it yeah you, you can really do it the way that you want to do it but understanding that like like Adrian was saying understanding that, that information is out there mm-hmm. is, is just another arrow in your quiver uh, to to better determine how you want to do it. Yeah. yeah. So it's making it accessible. I still am nervous a little bit for when we have to do it by ourselves, but I guess you'll still be around for questions. We'll so here's that. I mean, that's, yeah. that's the fun part is is that even if we're not sitting here at the table helping you guys out, you know that you're always welcome to give us a shout and say, "Hey, what about this? What about that?" Because um, yeah, that's that won't change at all yeah and, and another cool part and this 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 is really going to help y'all um so and the chances are pretty good if ryan becomes a haunted fork participant y'all are mentors mm-hmm. that's y'all will have that opportunity i mean y'all have got a season on him so y'all will have that opportunity to help him and in helping others you really help yourself in what you learn i mean me and kyle have learned so much since we've started this podcast because we've researched it and, and when you're helping others like that it it, it that that happens yeah I mean it's it's just natural if you're teaching somebody else uh, it, if you're serious about it uh, and don't want to look like an idiot you've got to do the research and give them good information and, and oftentimes what that leads to is you learning as much or more than the person you're actually teaching yeah yeah so so that's pretty cool that he that he's going to have that opportunity because that'll give you all an opportunity to this is what this is what we remember and and then when you're looking at that you'll pick something else out be pretty cool a lot of fun so you're also planning on possible turkey hunt so do y'all feel like y'all are going to be able to like get on and find out where to go with the information that you have. Yeah, nice. And with a lovely hunting partner. Yeah. <laughs> He's better at that stuff than I am. You know, there's, but, there's yeah. something to be said for that. Absolutely, yeah. there's something to be said for that because um, you, you can bounce ideas off of each other. I mean, uh, for me, th- there's a lot of people out there who are solo hunters. And, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of them who, I won't say a lot, but there's some who started out that way and they're still that way. There's some who progressed to where they wanted to do that on their own um that that's great that's fine rodney and i are not no no definitely not and while i've hunted by myself i don't enjoy it as much simply because i really enjoy the camaraderie and 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 there's like you were talking about there's safety in numbers mm-hmm. uh, but but it's more than that it's it's sharing that experience together and i think that's extremely valuable yeah it is it, it is really cool um and even if you get to the point where you want a solo hunt that doesn't mean that you don't have you you have to go hunting alone you can you can go with your friends camp and go out and walk and hunt by yourself and and, and that's yeah. part of the process but yeah for us, it's it's uh, a lot of it is about the camaraderie and the, and the experience, sharing the experience because that's what we like. Yeah, definitely, definitely oh, our our that's our forte. Rodney's not tired. <laughs> yeah. That that uh, that hunting law though did freak me out a little bit. And I'm sorry, not the hunting law, the gun law. Yeah, yeah. It's it's uh, we did a podcast on a lot of that stuff as well, um, talking about. The different kind of legislation that's coming in um and it does 
so that law is definitely going to hurt um, the Hunt It Forward program. It's hard enough to get hunters in anyway. Um, and, and so hunting's not cheap. Um, there's a lot of gear. Um, and, and one thing that you have to have is some sort of firearm, a muzzleloader, a bow, a rifle, because uh, that's what you hunt with. You have to have that. You, can't tackle. you don't have to have um, ca- camouflage clothes. You don't have to have binoculars. You, you know, those are things that are amenities, but they're not musts. Um, even though everybody that hunts does, but you have to have some sort of a firearm, and and most firearms are not cheap, and so now. You know, if that law holds, um, like last year you loaned Emily your rifle to go hunting, you won't be able to do that without a background check. And so um, our Hunt It Forward participants this year are going to have to have their own weapons. We won't be able to loan them one without a background check. And that makes it harder. That's just one more thing that's daunting, one more process to have to go through Um to, to be able to hunt and so it really sucks there's just no other way to put it it just sucks and so that's you know a reminder to to everybody out there um, that there's several bills and it's you know there's kind of a caveat if they're passed the, the, the bill that just passed was House Bill Senate 8 uh, sorry House Bill 8 and Senate Bill 8 um, and kind of the way they read uh, this one may not have as big an, of an effect on, on Hunt It Forward uh, just because it, it talks about that it doesn't um, mean, in, it doesn't um, include temporary, uh, where does it say it? Let me find it real quick. Did they edit it? Uh, I think they edited it. So it says, sale means the sale, delivery, or passing of ownership, possession of, or control of a firearm for a fee or other consideration, but does not include temporary possession or control of a firearm provided to a customer by the proprietor of a licensed business in the conduct of that business. So that's a lot of legalese. What it actually boils down to, I'm not terribly sure that's going to, probably come later when it comes to a court decision yeah it's going to go through court uh, for sure but there are other bills that are more specific and do prohibit the uh, passing of possession even just the possession of a firearm between parties without a background check so yeah. um, this one may or may not it's a little bit unclear but um, yeah so they must have done a revision on that because when we first looked at it that it that's what it stated and it was pretty clear on that yeah so so that sucks. Yep. Still sucks. <laughs> but regardless of that, we are going forward with it. Yep. Because we believe in it. Yes. Yes, we do. Any questions? Uh, Comments? Suggestions? About uh, this process? Anything, yeah. What's your what's your what's your take? How I mean you you put in for your first hunt, how was that? I mean that was it's all on phone, and you did it on your phones, I mean. Not too bad. Uh, not um, too bad. No, it's an exciting process, and it's exciting to, it, the, the month does suck, but. Right. Yeah, yeah <laughs> now, now, you're, now you're stuck waiting, like yeah. the rest of us. Now that, like, um, we've actually put in, I feel like I have to start, like, getting serious again. <laughs> right. Like, I have to start, like, I don't have any, yeah, I need to get a rifle and a shotgun, it's our training. Oh, darn. Yeah. I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it'll be good because we'll go out. Mm-hmm. Um, so. It's another good thing that hunt buddies are good for. Yes. Mm-hmm. Keep you honest. Get In- you out there. Inspiration. Yeah. Yeah. We, we did a podcast last year about fitness. Fitness pizza fitness in our mouth. Fitness pizza in our mouth. And that was about, that's about the extent of our hunting preparations. Um, I don't... You know, it's really weird. We should be we should be more diligent about it. Yeah. Of course, yeah. you know, everybody's got jobs. Um, 
you try and try and make time to do it, but you got jobs, you got family, stuff like that. Uh, I'm not going to fault the people that that hit it hard and, and work out every day and, and do that. Um, and I would expect the same respect from them. Yeah. But it's kind of weird with us because I absolutely hate. I'm not going to say I hate. I would rather ride a horse than go hiking. Yeah. I'll say that. But you put me on trail of an animal, I will hike all day long. Yeah. And all we, day long. We've we'll never. Pack. I don't care. We've never had any problems. We, we, we will. Age is going to get us. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't. I don't like hiking either. My wife's always wanted to go hiking, and it, it's weird because if no we're pur- just going hiking, there's no purpose to it. Just for the sake. <laughs> Give of me a goal. Hiking, I can't walk across parking lot, and I'm like, <laughs> I'm tired. You know, one flight of stairs, and I'm done. But if I'm out there hunting horns, hunting sheds, I can go all day. If I'm out there chasing elk, chasing deer, I have no problems. I mean, we walk from dawn to dusk. Chasing ice cream truck? Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't know that I've ever chased the ice cream. Truck. I haven't because I, I live in an area where I don't have yeah. ice cream trucks. So right, if an ice cream truck shows up at my house, they're seriously lost. Now we have squirrels eating ice cream. <laughs> Perfect. With nuts. <laughs> you don't like nuts in your ice cream. No wonder you're not chasing the ice cream truck. That's right. So we have a list of questions here that I think we'll go ahead and get into. Um, Shay, who is our first uh, Hunt It Forward participant for this year, who will be going on a hunt with us at some time for something, um, was kind enough to provide us with some questions for y'all to help her get prepared um, for her uh, Hunt It Forward opportunity. Pretty sure the exact words. Well, I'm not gonna say the exact words that she used was, but you said she's pretty sharp. She's got some good questions. These are very good questions. I like these questions. Um, you know, we asked her to send in a couple questions. One, she sent in four, um, and two, they're all very good questions. Um, you know, and hopefully y'all's answers will help her out in 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 her um, foray into the hunting world. Um, so the first question that she has is, what was one thing that you found most helpful as you prepared for your first hunt? Most helpful. Um, probably just trying to, to replan everything that I had to um, alter from... or. I did have some stuff that would be good for hunting, but because you're, I'm more of a hiker, and mm-hmm. so the stuff you have for hiking isn't conducive to that. Like whether it be noise or, right, you know, the coloring. I think layer. Yeah, I mean that's a, that's a really interesting insight from you because a lot of people wouldn't think about that. They think, oh, I've got some hiking stuff that'll work, mm-hmm. uh, but you got to think about the noise and the color, the color yeah. and the um you know the weather how's the weather gonna affect you all that stuff yeah that's cool Emily? i would say um friends was probably the most helpful i don't know if that counts but sure. like having people to talk to about like like i have no like like we've said before i this was very new to me and i had no idea what to expect so just talking to people and mm-hmm. yeah um having things that they could Lend me um, words of advice. Big borrow and steal. Yes. Yes. That kind of thing. Um, um, good support group is fantastic. Yes. Yeah. And and like Kyle talked about earlier, where we're not solo hunters, we like to hunt with each other. A lot of that is because we get more enjoyment out of it. You get to share the experience with somebody. Um, and the other part of it is that, you know, you do, you do motivate each other. Um to do things that maybe normally you couldn't, you know, we packed out. He, he was fortunate enough to get an archery elk uh, a couple of years ago in, in um, the Capitans. And we had to pack it out, what, half, half a mile, mile, three quarters of a mile, something like that. Mile, yeah. And, you know, I've got a, a quarter, a, a hind quarter over one 
over my shoulder and he's got a hindquarter over his shoulder and you don't want to be the first one to set it down and say let's take a break you know uh so you know you you, you push each other to be better and so that is yeah so friends is a huge huge benefit yeah and it makes us like like i was definitely nervous about it but having like having adrian there was really helpful very good yeah. Speaking of being nervous, um, is there anything you were nervous about going into your first hunt that afterwards you didn't feel like you should have been that nervous about? I think I kind of have, I don't know, maybe it's like I watched Pet Cemetery too early in life, but... <laughs> you, know, you thought the I'm antelope was gonna, to, you thought the know. antelope was gonna come back to life yeah, and get was, you. That was you were. I forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> when you first told me to go like touch it, I was like, it's gonna no, it's gonna get me. It's gonna jump up and get you. Okay, so yeah, that's that gonna a silly thought. that's gonna bring us to a, a story. <laughs> I think I've already told this story on the podcast. You have. But I don't know if y'all have heard it, so I'm going to retell this. Um, I was hunting with my uncle, and um, we were headed back to camp. It was late in the hunt. Prepare yourself. For try some, not, try yes. not to be traumatized by right. pet cemeteryness. So, and this, this deer ran across the road. And um, in my family, they don't care if... if if you want to shoot the animal, you have to be the first one to shoot. They're not going to wait for you. They're not going to be like, oh, I'm going to give him the opportunity. No. Knowing this, and I was with my uncle, I bailed, jumped up, put the crosshairs on, pulled the trigger. Hit this deer. He jumps, staggers, standing there wobbling. Um, but he was still standing. I told my uncle, shoot him. He says, no. Nah. He, he had a muzzleloader. He had a muzzleloader. Yeah. And so it's hard, you know, it takes some time to reload it. And I start reloading, and the deer's just wobbling. And and I said, shoot him. And he goes, nah, he's going down. And I was like, no, nah, just shoot him again. And he said, no, nah, he's going down. Old timer, they know everything. And the deer doesn't go down. He starts jumping off and running up the hill. And I'm yelling at him, uncle, shoot him, shoot him. And then the deer goes down. Boom, pile. Laying there, dead as a doornail. So... Yeah, so we jump back in the buggy, and we go up the road to where the deer was, and I can see him up the hill about 40, 45 yards, 50 yards, laying down, desdorno. So we sit there, and we talk a little bit. Rodney, I want Uh, you to know you're starting to sound like an old man. We jumped in the buggy. Jumped in the buggy. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I gave him the one-finger wave, just so you all know. Uh, So... We get up there to him, and we're watching him up the hill, and we sit there, and we talk a little bit. No movement. Deer's dead. I uh, finally get out of the buggy and walk up there to him. Dead as a doornail. Uh, so he thought. I went ahead, and I, I'd reloaded my muzzleloader, and so I went ahead and opened it and, and took the primer cap out of it, uh, which effectively unloads it. Put the cap in my pocket and leaned the gun up against the tree. Walked over to the deer. Picked up his head, looked at him as a nice nine point, looked at him, you know, looked at his horns, laid him back down, did my little victory dance, happy as can be, walked over to my uncle, we chat a little bit about the shot, high fives all around, good deal, Uh, probably stood there for five minutes, and my uncle finally says, all right, let's go ahead and get this thing and get back to camp, pulls out his pocket knife. Walks over there to the deer, grabs it by the horn, and this deer come unglued. <laughs> Jumps up and ran my uncle in circles, just going crazy, jumping, kicking. And my uncle, he's an old timer, and he ain't letting go. And he's got this thing by the horn, knife in one hand, deer in the other, yelling, wow. shoot him, shoot him, shoot him. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm stuck because I was running over there to help him. And then he starts yelling, shoot him. So I ran back towards my gun, and then I'm like, crap, Unc's getting his ass kicked. So I turn back around to go help him, and he yells, shoot him. And I, you know, I'm just, I didn't know what to do. I was, I mean, this deer was just tearing him up. Finally, he falls over, lets go of the deer. I run, grab my gun, throw a cap in it, pull up my gun, and that deer is gone. Wow. No blood. No deer. 
Nothing. We tracked him all the way off the hill, found nothing. There was no blood where he was laying dead for a good 10 minutes. Ridiculous. And to this day, my uncle denies that whole story. <laughs> I, I, I'm tempted to have you tell Danis. No, no, we'll, we'll, we'll skip the Lazarus skip the last here. But, but yeah, so I can confirm your fears. <laughs> it does happen. You hear stories. I've heard tons of stories. Yeah, we shot this deer and threw him in the back of the truck. They were poaching. Because uh, that's the only reason you shoot a deer and just throw it in the back of the truck real quick is because you yeah. were poaching it. But you hear stories like that, and you're driving down the road, and you looked in the rearview mirror, and the deer are standing up and jumped out of the back of the truck. Yeah. They're a little bit more believable now because I've actually been through it. <laughs> it happens. So okay. you're nervous. One thing that you were nervous about that afterwards you thought... I probably should have been so nervous about that. I probably was nervous about everything. Um, <laughs> she thought she was going to throw up. You did. Yeah. You did, but you didn't. I was worried I was going to throw up, and I didn't. So, yeah. Uh, so the whole maybe the whole gutting process. Yeah, it wasn't that bad. Like it's something I really wanted to do, and I was nervous about it because yeah, I've never been that close to. Turned out to be a little organs. easier than you thought, yeah. or a little less. It's yeah. Pretty icky, yeah, but. But it said it was interesting. It is I thought you said that. Did you say that at the time? Today? I I'm pretty sure you said, this is not so bad. It's actually pretty interesting. Yeah, like you know, seeing, See how the muscles go together. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, because we took I think through, I remember that. We took him through that whole process. It was pretty cool, you know, how to take the quarters off mm-hmm. and hide off and gut it and a couple of different methods of gutting it and skinning it. Yes. It's pretty cool. Um... How did, how did you prepare for your hunt, like training-wise? Did you did you work out? We went out and shot a few times mm-hmm. just to get used to the guns. Um, we're both pretty active, so I don't mm-hmm. think... Yeah. Like, we weren't worried about... I, don't, I guess I'm yeah. speaking for you again. Um, <laughs> worried about, like, like, being able to hike for a long period of time. Mm-hmm. Maybe the... Like... The weather, I guess, was a little different. It was pretty cold, mm-hmm. but yeah, we made sure to have layers and stuff. So yeah, well, neither one of you had any problems with the walking. No, um, you guys kept up, or the carrying of the antelope out of the field. Mm-hmm. No problem Rockstar. there, right? <laughs> yeah, I think that'll be something. Like I'm for our next hunt. I'm nervous that that like elk will be huge. The, the, an elk, so the hindquarter of an elk is as big or bigger than that antelope was. Oh, yeah. Like, that's so. what's nice about antelope, like, hunting antelope. It's, um, like, very accessible. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's a much tougher process, and we really do hope that uh, we will be available, um, you know, when when y'all uh, do, if you do get tags, you know, and, and you don't have any, if you don't, if you don't have anybody else and y'all want us there and we're available. We do hope that that's possible because it is a much bigger process to to haul out an elk than it is to um, to do a deer. You know, you can't you can't just pick up the elk and throw it on your back and take off with it like you did with your antelope. <laughs> yeah, yeah, multiple trips. Yeah, um, and if you you know if you hunt hard, you know, like I know it happened to me with my deer. I was way way further in there than I thought I was. And we had to drag that thing out a long ways. Um, now, granted, I shouldn't have drug it out. I should have cut it up and pulled it out that way. But lessons learned, you mm-hmm. know. Um, so, you know, sometimes you have to learn things the hard way. Uh, but, yeah, it's a much different process than, than with uh, an antelope. Mm-hmm. So her last question. Well, oh. I wouldn't say it's a much different process. It's... The same process, well, yeah, multiplied, <laughs> much larger, process. much larger. Yeah. yeah, it's a much larger. Um, well, no undertaking. No, it, it's a different process. Uh, I'll I'll stand by that. It is it is a different process because, you know, when when you're gutting an antelope, mm-hmm. the the way you do it is much easier because just holding the legs back becomes a simple process. Yeah, as opposed to trying to hold back the leg of um, a cow elk or a bull elk, 
it, it so it is a much different process you know you can't move you can't move that elk around the way you can an antelope no you can't. um so so it does become a much more involved process yeah uh skinning and skinning and field dressing and uh, a cow elk so um last one if there was one thing you wish you knew before going into your hunt, what was it? What was a surprise that, that you, something you didn't think about that you got out there on the hunt and then you were like, oh, well, didn't think of that. It was surprising how, I'm not going to say easy, but I think it was surprising how quickly we adjusted when we were nervous about certain things. Mm-hmm. Um, nervous about taking the shot, nervous about the gunning process, the cutting process. Uh, it was surprising how quickly it, it like I would have figured yeah. it would have taken us longer to to adjust to it. Yeah. I don't know. Like I, I can't think of one. Like like I feel like that's a good. Like I would say I agree, but then a part of me is like, well, I, there's no way to know that unless you actually do it. Sure. Um, I don't know. I kind of like going into situations a little blind um, because then. <laughs> It's like if you know too much, you you might get like I was already nervous. So if I knew, like oh, right. I don't know. You didn't want you didn't want to overthink it. No, yeah. But, yeah, yeah. So I kind of I was I felt like I had a, an appropriate amount of information. Well, I, I mean that's a I mean that's a good thing. Um, you know, you can over like Kyle said, you can overthink a hunt. You can think too much about it, and um, and then get out there, and it's just really not as complicated as you as you had allowed your mind to to um, to be you know um to build it into yeah 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 well you know like you were worried that you were going to throw up and you probably thought about that a lot when i got this animal i'm going to throw up but then you got into it and you're like hey this isn't that bad so so maybe knowing less helped you yeah so good yeah I think those were really good questions. Yes. And yeah. I think we had some really good answers. <clears throat> Obviously, you're not going to be able to think of everything or plan for everything. And I, I hope that we did a good job of, of letting you guys know that because, you know, hunting is a dynamic uh, activity and you have to adjust on the fly. And and, uh, and I think that's one thing that, you know, uh, Shay, I think we'll, we'll try and... Sh- stress that fact to Shay is that try not to overthink it because you're just gonna have to react to situations as they come oftentimes yeah yeah and there's there's too much to prepare for yeah there's so many things that can happen um during a hunt that you know a a good example is that that rattlesnake there you know 37 hunt Mm -hmm. Uh, that happened it wasn't something that we prepared for other than the fact that you were wearing snake boots. Yeah. Um, so, so that's a way to prepare. But after that happened for the next, at least half a day, three quarters of a day, we were jumping at everything. It just kind of made us jumpy <laughs> and, you know, in, in our, you know, we have other areas that we hunt that are full of rattlesnakes and I, and, and we've come close to being bitten, especially me, uh, a time or two. Yeah. And it can take away from your hunt if you worry too much about it. Yeah. You know, you got to be vigilant, but, but it can definitely take away from your hunt if you're too too caught up in what can happen and not in the moment. So, I think one, one piece of advice that I keep um, remembering, or I keep playing in my mind, I forget when I ask, like, oh, what can I do to prepare? And someone was like, well, you can put yourself in uncomfortable situations. Like, yes, hot yoga. Yeah, or like really cool, like like we just did, um, a bunch of my friends just did the, like the Mount Taylor quad and it was like really cold and it was really hard and it's like, this is helping me for hunting. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, those, those kinds, kind of things can. Um, yeah, the, they, I they have a saying called embrace the suck. Yes, yeah. yes, and, and there are definitely moments that flat out suck, yeah. but that's... You know, if they don't suck, then 
You don't misery breeds memory. Yeah, misery it breeds it happens. And then it makes it more worth it. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. The reward is better. Mm-hmm. Yep. As you go through it. Really enjoyed our time. Um, this has been awesome. Yeah. Always, always enjoy getting together with them and uh, talking about hunting. Uh, hope you girls draw. And uh, yes, we'll, we'll always have the turkey hunt. Absolutely. Yep. <laughs> All right. Thanks for joining. Adios. Adios. Thanks for joining Nada Grande Outdoors Podcast. Come follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. And don't forget about our website, www.nadagrandeoutdoors.com. Adios. Adios.